Today is Monday, February 14th, 2022, and you live inside of a criminal enterprise. That's right. America itself is a criminal enterprise run by the permanent political class. That is what John Durham has proven to us in his recent bombshell proof, evidentiary and demonstrable that President Trump was spied on by our own intelligence agencies and indeed by the Hillary Clinton campaign. What happens next will be huge. We detail it all in this show and we also talk about the hypocrisy of Hollywood. They mask your children, but they all gallivanted around and pranced through the Super Bowl. 75,000 people in SoFi Stadium last night, live before hundreds of millions of people maskless. Ladies and gentlemen, these people do not deserve power, and we're going to strip it from them. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no real evidence of that. A stunning report from John Durham's investigation shows the Clinton campaign paid to infiltrate Trump servers. The report revealing the campaign was trying to establish a, quote, narrative linking Trump to Russia. Wow. Alexandra Hoff is live in Washington with details on this bombshell report. Alexandria. Well, Rachel, Pete, all of this was revealed within a potential conflict of interest motion filed by special counsel John Durham. It had to do with the defense team of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. Michael Sussman is among those indicted so far in Durham's probe into the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation. Now, in this motion, under a section titled Factual Background, Durham reveals that Sussman paid an Internet company to infiltrate servers at the White House and Trump Tower in order to create a narrative connecting then-President Trump to a Kremlin-tied bank. Durham says that Sussman billed the Clinton campaign after the Internet company that a person known as Tech Executive One worked for, quote, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers as, quote, part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. Ladies and gentlemen, let us go into a time machine this morning. Let us travel back to 1972 and 1974. Many years before I was born, approximately 12 years before your boy Benny was welcomed onto this earth. There was the largest political scandal unfolding so far in the American story. It was a scandal called Watergate. The Watergate scandal was a major political scandal in the United States involving the administration of U.S. President Richard Nixon, 1972 to 74. It ultimately led to Richard Nixon's resignation. Now, what happened in Watergate? For those of you who weren't around at the time or for those of you who need a refresher, this was about 40 years ago plus. The scandal stemmed from the Nixon administration's continued attempts to cover up its involvement in the June 17th, 1972 break-in, read, spying of the Democratic National Committee's headquarters in Washington, D.C. Its headquarters were at the Watergate building. After five perpetrators were arrested, the press and the U.S. Justice Department connected the cash found on them 
to the Nixon re-election campaign committee. Further investigations, along with revelations during the subsequent trails of burglaries, led to the U.S. House of Representatives to grant a judiciary committee investigative authority to probe certain matters within its jurisdiction. And the U.S. Senate created a special special investigative committee. Resulting in the Senate Watergate hearings that were broadcast nationwide. Public interest increased as witnesses testified that Nixon himself, the president, had approved plans to cover up the administration's involvement with the break-in. He had a voice-activated taping system in the Oval Office, and though he resisted the probes, eventually a constitutional crisis collapsed the administration. Several major revelations and egregious presidential actions against the investigation prompted the House to commence impeachment processes against Richard Nixon, and the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that Nixon must release his tapes to investigators. Nixon eventually resigned. Obstruction of justice, abuse of power, and contempt of Congress. Time is a flat circle, ladies and gentlemen. And what we are seeing now is our modern-day Watergate. The modern-day break-in of a political campaign by the authorities and power of the federal government used to weaponize the agents and indeed the processes around which we conduct wartime espionage against the campaign of Donald Trump. The people that were weaponizing the espionage tools, the people that were weaponizing the agents of war against a domestic candidate for presidency and then sitting president, Donald Trump, were Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Don't get it twisted. The corporate media were complicit in all of this, as were our intelligence agencies, and that is why you hear nothing of it today. The calls are coming from inside the house. As we watch Watergate and what is far worse, quite frankly, Clinton Gate, Clinton Gate unfold. Reading to you from Fox News. Hillary Clinton's campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower and White House servers to link Trump to Russia. John Durham. Now, let me state with extreme clarity that John Durham is not a blogger. John Durham is not a podcaster. John Durham doesn't have a radio show. John Durham is and has the power of the attorney general and the full weight of the U.S. justice system at his back. John Durham is not a small figure in this story. John Durham is the story because John Durham is the agent of the government investigating this crime. So when he drops an indictment 
And when he drops indictment proceedings, which he did this weekend, against Hillary Clinton and her lawyer, Michael Sussman, who we'll get to in just one moment, you must take it with a deathly seriousness. It is not a small thing for John Durham to say that Hillary Clinton, through her agents and tech emissaries, was spying on the sitting president of the United States. It will lead us to an impeachment of Joe Biden, most likely. It will lead us to high-ranking Obama and Clinton officials being put in jail. Let me tell you the end game. The end game goes like this. They have the goods. They have the smoking gun, the blood-stained glove. It sits before John Durham. People inside of Donald Trump's orbit know what is going on now. They knew then, and Donald Trump knows to this very day precisely what the government has. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history, he saw this 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold, then you are missing the boat. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. It is not some grand conspiracy. I believe that John Durham is working methodically and on his own timetables. It is a miscarriage of justice for the Biden administration to interfere and Biden administration officials, many of them, are old Hillary Clinton officials, and they are ensnared also in this, including but not limited to Jake Sullivan, who is one of the highest ranking officials in the Biden administration. He's the national security advisor. He is the one beating the war drums against Russia at this very moment. An old trick in the rotted, moldy, cancerous bag of tricks that come out of the deep state and their agents, the queen of which is Hillary Clinton, the rat's nest has always used, always used, dual loyalty, loyalty to Russia, to smear, slander, and deprive agency and credibility from people like John McCain, 
Mitt Romney, Donald Trump. And now they are doing it once more. Now that they are in trouble, they are screaming back to Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. It is the only tool inside of their tool shed and they bit off more than they can chew. In summary, John Durham stated unequivocally that they utilized the power of the state and the mechanisms at their disposal to spy on Donald Trump in order to attempt to desperately and demonically create a fake hoax narrative disproven by years of investigation that Donald Trump was working with the Russians. We will walk you through the series of events now as they are purposefully complicated and complex. I am not a complicated person. I like things laid out simplistically so that I can understand them and understand this. James Comey, James Clapper, John Brennan will be at the end of this examination facing prison time. Trust me on this. I've seen enough Washington. I spent 15 years of my life there to understand how deep the rat's nest goes. Here we go. Are you ready? Lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology firm to infiltrate the servers belonging to Donald Trump and later the White House in order to establish interference and a narrative to bring government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, a filing from special counsel John Durham says. John Durham filed the motion on February 11th, focused on the potential conflicts of interest related to representatives from the former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making false statements to the federal government. The indictments against Sussman says he told then-FBI General Counsel James Baker on September 2016, less than two months before the 2016 election, that he was not doing any work for any client when he requested a meeting and presented the purported data and white papers that alleged that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. Durham's filing says that the factual background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specified clients, including Technology Executive One, who we do not know, at a U.S.-based internet company, and Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. To my knowledge, we do not know tech executives. We do not know. We do know that we do. The tech executives have not been named. Let's just say that. Durham's filing said Sussman billing records reflect that he was repeatedly billing the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian allegations. The filing revealed that Sussman and the tech executive had met and communicated with another law partner who was serving as general counsel. The source told Fox News that that is Mark Eilis, oh my, who worked at the law firm Perkins Coie. Durham's filing states that in July 2016, the tech executive worked with Sussman, a U.S. investigative firm retained by law firm One on behalf of the Clinton campaign, 
numerous cybersecurity researchers and employees at multiple internet companies assembled the purported data and white papers. Let me unpack that. It is quite simple. It sounds complicated, but let me advise you how simple this is. Hillary Clinton's campaign, knowing that she was about to be investigated, as she was multiple times, for her illegal use of servers, knowing that she has used her position and her place of power in order to curry the favor of foreign governments and meddling in foreign governments around the world as she was Secretary of State and as she was First Lady and as her husband was President. You just have to go check the amount of money that Communist China has sent the Clinton Foundation, that Ukraine has sent the Clinton Foundation. Those facts and figures are publicly available. The Clinton Foundation is a slush fund for the most evil and corrupt genocidal human rights violating regimes on planet earth to pay off the American ruling class of which the Clintons are the chief architects of. Hillary Clinton is guilty as sin for coordinating and colluding with foreign powers in order to disrupt the 2016 election. But I, she must cast what she is guilty of, onto her opponent. You see, if you muddy the water enough, no one can see clearly. And if Hillary Clinton says, I know you are, but what am I? To Donald Trump, as it pertains to coordinating and colluding with foreign powers, disseminating dirty information, well then, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be hard for our low-information media, who is also very much in the pockets of the Clinton sphere of influence. Chelsea Clinton, for instance, their only daughter, works at NBC. What does she do? Nobody quite knows. She collects a $600,000 salary from NBC for precisely zero reason. Why does this happen? What is the arrangement? Nobody has any clue. But if you muddy the waters enough, you will be able to see nothing clearly. The Clintons lied about Trump having coordination and connection with Russia. Because they indeed were the ones who were using Russian misinformation in the form of something called the dossier, taking the Russian disinformation assembled in the dossier and then bringing it to federal investigators, in this instance, the FBI. But we know that the Clinton campaign brought this lurid, hoax-level information that nobody believed was real. Nobody. You can read the filings. Nobody believed that this information was legitimate. They brought it in to government agencies and said, investigate Trump. It's illegal to do this, obviously. And the goal was to take the tar that had been thrown in Hillary Clinton's face that melted her campaign to the ground that eventually caused enough erosion in the public's opinion of Hillary Clinton so that she would lose the presidency in 2016, fair and square. 
They wanted to throw the same tar on Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi has a famous clip where many years ago, Nancy Pelosi explained this. It's called the wrap-up smear, where you take something that is a lie that you created, you smear your opponent with it, and then you leak it to the press. That is precisely what they have done here. But they went too far, you see, because there are no real laws against leaking false information to the press. I mean, it makes you look terrible, but you won't go to jail for it if you lie to a reporter. You will go to jail if you lie to the federal government. And many people in Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama's orbit will be going to jail. Mark my words. Much like the Watergate scandal played out over years, this scandal is just getting started. What started as a little bit of smoke has now turned into a flame, has now turned into bonfire, and we are reaching now next level bombshell. As we will show you in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the lines lead directly to the heads of our intelligence agencies, which lead directly to Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton themselves. We will see exactly what executive privilege comes of this. But it's clear, laid before you in broad daylight in a filing from our own government, not a podcaster, not a blogger, the filing from the Justice Department against Hillary Clinton's lawyer says that they shopped dirty, misleading intel to our law enforcement agencies in this country. They knew it was a lie. They connected and collected this information illegally by spying on, turning the apparatus of DNS which all that means is gathering server information and website browsing and cell phone information, turning that, the apparatus that collects that kind of data on our enemies, turning that on our own duly elected president of the United States. They know what they did. Bill Barr knows what they did. The attorney general told us what they did. As he was acting, sorry, as he was the Attorney General, Bill Barr explained in a news clip from 2019, speaking with NBC News, precisely what the game was here. They know what happened. Watch was turned on its head for three years and hyped by an irresponsible press. The greatest danger to our free system is that the incumbent government use the apparatus of the state, principally the law enforcement agencies and the intelligence agencies, to spy on political opponents, but also uh, to use them in a way that could affect the outcome of the election. There has to be some basis before we use these very potent powers. Well, it's clearly spied upon. I mean, that's what electronic surveillance is. The people that they were taping, 
denied any uh, involvement with Russia, denied the very specific facts that the FBI was relying on. So what happens? The FBI ignores it, presses ahead, withholds critical exculpatory information from the court while it gets a electronic surveillance warrant. It also withholds from the court clear-cut evidence that the dossier that they ultimately relied on to get the FISA warrant was a complete sham. Their case collapsed after the election, and they never told the court, and they kept on getting renewals on these applications. Uh, they, there was documents falsified in order to get these renewals. And the question really is, what was the agenda after the election that kept them pressing ahead after their case collapsed? This is the President of the United States. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time in history that this has been done to a presidential campaign, the use of uh, these counterintelligence techniques against a presidential campaign. We have never seen the clandestine entrapment and espionage apparatus of our intelligence agencies turned on a presidential campaign. That is what Bill Barr just said. This should be one of the most watched clips in the world right now, as Bill Barr states unequivocally what Donald Trump has said many times. We opened the show with Donald Trump saying I was spied on. That is the chief law enforcement agent in the United States saying unequivocally, yes, this happened. And it happened with Barack Obama's blessing. And perhaps even at his order. You see, the federal bureaucracies are massive and large, and many decisions get made without the president's order. But as it pertains to matters of extreme import, and most importantly, as it pertains to matters of politics and your political life, as Barack Obama was fighting for at the end of 2016, as his entire legacy hung by a piece of dental floss, Barack Obama had lost over 1,200 seats nationwide for Democrats. His presidency is remembered warmly as you look back through history, but the practice of his presidency and the reality of his presidency was horrific for Democrats nationwide. Barack Obama was a terrible president. So much of our political problems today, the hyperpolarization, the ratcheting up of the crises as it pertains to race and gender and identity politics stem from Barack Obama. He hyperpolarized and overheated the American experience as it pertains to the identities of the dispossessed. That is precisely Barack Obama's game. When Obama began to fail, Barack Obama from academia was advised from academia to level up to tribalized hatred in America. That overheating caused Americans to reject Barack Obama and his brand of politics. And so Barack Obama was losing politically. Bad. Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House. Mitch McConnell was Speaker of the Senate. They had strong and growing majorities. Barack Obama was a lame duck for the majority of his presidency. 
was able to get things done by fiat and the stroke of a pen. You see, what can be done by the pen can be undone by the pen. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So Barack Obama, in 2015 and 2016, was watching with extreme urgency and fear Donald Trump's campaign as it coalesced the dispossessed on the other side, people that they liken to deplorables, irredeemables, both adjectives used to slander regular working-class Americans, truckers, blue-collar, people who love this place and love this place a lot. See, Barack Obama does not love America, neither does Hillary Clinton. They simply use it as a vector for power for their criminal enterprises. And those criminal enterprises must never lose power, especially to one like Donald Trump, who threatened to undo Barack Obama's entire presidency. Therefore, Barack Obama must approve the operations to kneecap and destroy Donald Trump, must set in motion an urgent refrain the deep, cancerous seeds that were planted inside of Trump's early neophyte presidency. Those cancerous seeds metastasized and grew into what we know, know now today as Russiagate and the Russiagate hoax. The seeds were planted very deep and they were planted at Obama's order. How do we know this? James Clapper has told us. James Clapper, the director of national intelligence under Barack Obama, was inside of a special meeting with Barack Obama when they went over the Russiagate hoax and scandal and the incoming administration Hillary Clinton had lost. She had conceded to Donald Trump, and now Obama must order his intelligence communities to begin to plant the cancer that would metastasize to strangle the Trump administration. James Clapper admitted that they were acting upon the orders of the president. It is why we can say with a surety that Barack Obama will be ensnared in all of this. Because as they move up the chain, as Durham moves up the chain, it's not just low-level Hillary Clinton lawyers who will be implicated. The collusion goes all the way to the top. Don't take my word for it. Please listen to a CNN interview with James Clapper, who became a CNN commentator. In case you want to know how corrupt the system is. Hillary Clinton's child works at NBC. All of the commentators on MSNBC and CNN have some type of connection to the intelligence community. James Clapper and John Brennan went immediately to TV careers in order to sow disinformation and to protect their own asses. James Clapper, in an interview, I believe, from 2017 or 2018, was brought on CNN and asked about Barack Obama, Russia, and spying on Donald Trump. Here's what he had to say. Uh, the message I'm getting from all this is Apparently what we were supposed to have done was to ignore the Russian interference, ignore the Russian 
meddling and the threat that it poses to us. And oh, by the way, uh, blown off what the then commander in chief, the President Obama, told us to do, yeah. which was to assemble all the reporting that we could, that we had available to us, and put it in one report that the President could pass on to the Congress and to the next administration, and while we're at it, uh, declassify as much as we possibly could to make it public. And, that, yeah. and that's what we did. And one, one, it's kind of disconcerting I'm, now to be investigated for, you know, having done our duty and done what we were told to do by the president. It would be difficult for us to go to jail when we were just following orders, the intel community rats say as they scurry into the darkness. That is James Clapper saying unequivocally that Barack Obama ordered our spying we were following orders. And now you can see on your screen what those orders looked like at the very onset. You see Hillary Clinton has left a little breadcrumb trail of precisely what they were doing. Hillary Clinton, you can see on screen, summarized, shows precisely what they were looking into and how they were spying on Trump and what they were attempting to create. The narrative they were attempting to create was simply that Donald Trump was a Russian agent. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered covert server linking Trump organization to Russian-based bank. Lie. All of it was a lie. Facilitated in order to rig the election by our intelligence community working in coordination with the Hillary Clinton campaign and at the order of Barack Obama. The breadcrumb trail exists. And ladies and gentlemen, the crumbs get larger. Valerie Jarrett is Barack Obama's closest advisor. She is linked at the hip to Barack and Michelle Obama. She is their attack dog. Valerie Jarrett... had this to say when she was asked by Maria Bartiromo about the spying scandal itself. She went on Fox News in the year 2020 and said unequivocally that this happened and that they were getting ready for something bigger from the intelligence agencies. Listen. I'm going to direct any of this. That's not how it works. That's not how our investigations work. That we leave that to the intelligence community to bring forward information. And, and, and the dossier, I would imagine, would be one piece of a much bigger puzzle. And so if you're saying, is it important to make sure that there isn't influence? And actually, the Mueller report didn't conclude that there wasn't any wrongdoing. In fact, he was explicit in saying quite the opposite. And so I don't think we should read in where well, there hasn't been actually any conclusions to that effect yet. You're making statements that actually just, haven't been just proven. To be clear, just to be clear. Robert Mueller said no collusion. Michael Horowitz, the IG uh, of the FBI, said that the dossier was, quote, unquote, an essential piece 
of all of this investigating of the Trump campaign. Essential piece was the word Michael Horowitz used. So you say it was part of a larger uh, mosaic. We have no evidence of that. This is what is about to happen. Hear me now. What is about to happen is the Obama administration is going to say that the intel agencies did this. The intel agencies are going to say that Barack Obama did this and ordered us to do it. We're just following orders. The Nuremberg defense. Top Obama advisor Valerie Jarrett in flashback refused to answer if Obama directed criminal spying on Trump. It is about to be the world's greatest blame game and it will end in the collapse of Hillary Clinton's political future. Why do you think she's running for president again? It will mar forever Barack Obama's presidency. There will be a addendum at the end of it, an asterisk on it. Their best friends and allies will go to prison. And most likely those who will go to prison first And the largest fish to fry will be the intelligence directors, James Comey, John Brennan, and James Clapper. They will say the president ordered us to do this. They will lie and have lied to Congress. And a Republican Congress with teeth will begin to bite and to rip, to shreds these liars. I have before me a tweet from Elise Stefanik. She is the number three most powerful person in the United States House of Representatives for Republicans. Hillary Clinton must immediately be held accountable for her involvement in the biggest criminal political corruption story of our lifetime. Hashtag Trump was right. That's one side of the GOP caucus. The other side of the GOP caucus, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been banned from Twitter, but I have her up here on Telegram. It is time to make arrests. It is time to prosecute. It is time to lock criminals up. The American people want action. Marjorie Taylor Greene sharing a statement by President Trump saying, I was proven right about spying. Also a meme saying lock her up with Hillary Clinton's face on it. She is dead on right. Elise Stefanik and Marjorie Taylor Greene coming together. That is both sides of the caucus fusing, saying it is time. It is time. And if Republicans act in unison, they can make this the largest story in presidential, political, American, political landscape history. Republicans are starting to get pissed. Steve Scalise shared how the corporate press is covering up all of this criminality because they are implicated. Ladies and gentlemen, how do you think that every single Russiagate addendum and rumor and slander and libel got spread immediately to CNN and the New York Times. Even though they had to print retraction after retraction after retraction, they ran with their hair on fire, full Leroy Jenkins, into this. They were told, they were commanded to run everything possible to attempt to add validity to the Russiagate slander and smear and hoax. 
Do you think they are going to naturally cover how wrong they were? No, of course not. Steve Scalise this morning, the number two most powerful person in the House of Representatives, saying that it was revealed that the Clinton campaign paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump Tower and White House servers and drum up the now debunked phony Russian collusion hoax. Now the same media is silent on this massive scandal they are complicit. The complicitality of such a criminal conspiracy emanates not just from the media, but from their sources. Ladies and gentlemen, it should concern you that our intelligence agencies put their emissaries on TV and television day and night, night and day on MSNBC and CNN specifically. Operation Mockingbird, you can find in your history books, an operation where the CIA had journalists on their payroll in the 1960s and 70s. And now they decided to cut out the middleman. Why have Operation Mockingbird when you can simply have your intelligence agents on television doing the work of your own misinformation and disinformation? And that is precisely what they do now. The media and the permanent state and the corrupt intelligence agencies attempted to smear and slander Donald Trump with information provided by the Hillary Clinton campaign at the direction of Barack Obama. And they worked to collude together to destroy your duly elected president. I don't care what you think of Donald Trump. I don't care if you like the guy. He is the elected president of the people. He is simply our emissary. They weren't acting against Trump. They were acting against you. President Trump, in one of his final tweets, said, they don't hate me. They hate you. I'm standing in the way. And he was right. Richard Grinnell, one of the most competent, and certainly, I would say, best cabinet members of President Trump's cabinet. I wish he had more power sooner. I think you would have had a different Trump presidency. Said that the Clinton campaign had inside help from government agents in order to get access to the servers at the White House to spy on President Trump. Are you scared yet? Are you awake yet? Listen to the former director of national intelligence acting Richard Grinnell say that federal agents attempted to and most likely helped the Clinton campaign spy on a sitting president, their chief executive. Go. John Durham is about to issue some serious uh, indictments over the fact that Hillary Clinton paid to infiltrate Trump Tower and maybe potentially even the White House. What are you hearing on this? Well, it is the White House. Durham's filing makes it clear yeah. that this internet company, which internet company and the executive, uh, which we know exactly who this is, and their link to the Hillary Clinton campaign, he was paid by the Clinton campaign, continually paid by the Clinton campaign, was infiltrating the White House. 
the executive office of the president. They were spying not only on the campaign of Donald Trump, but Donald Trump as president. Now think about that. What? I believe that there is no possible way that you can be spying and monitoring uh, computers at the White House unless you have the help of the U.S. government. This is why John Ratcliffe, who was the acting director of national intelligence, says more indictments are coming. Buckle up. John Ratcliffe turned thousands of documents over to John Durham before the Trump administration left office. What will become of these criminal agents? What will happen? The American people are sick of toothless, spineless Republicans with no fortitude and no guts and no capacity or no will to power. The left has will to power. They took a hoax, a lie, and they used it as a hatchet to slash and savage President Trump and his administration and you and I, his supporters, the people who wish to have his agenda stand for itself. I don't believe that Donald Trump had a first term in office. I think Donald Trump first term was a lie because throughout his entire first term hung over him the cloud of now provable government collusion, espionage, and sabotage. What will happen to those who stole from us? Marjorie Taylor Greene and Elise Stefanik are united. Steve Scalise has been very good on this on Twitter all weekend. All of them are very, very powerful in the United States House of Representatives who will be seeing perhaps dozens of seats flip from blue to red, maybe commanding one of the largest Republican majorities in recent memory. Will they investigate? Let us turn to the man who would be in charge of such an investigation, Mike Turner of Ohio. Mike Turner is the Intelligence Committee ranking member. He is in charge of the Intelligence Committee ranking member. He has oversight over the CIA, the FBI. He has oversight over our intelligence gathering operations. Mike Turner said with crystal clear clarity on Maria Bartiromo's show this weekend that he will hold hearings the nanosecond that he is back as the majority chairman. He makes that his promise. Let's hold him to it. Clip eight, go. Will you, if you become chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, if the GOP takes the majority in November, will you hold hearings to finally reveal the truth? What will you do? Absolutely. We have to get to the truth. I mean, this is a threat to our democracy itself. It doesn't matter really which political campaign this is or which political party this is. This is so wrong. And, and allegations of such level of illegal activity that goes directly to you know, our faith in our own government, that the truth must be found. Durham is doing a great job. I appreciate that he's got this in, in the court system and is trying to bring this to light. 
But we have to to get to the bottom of this. We have to find the answers. So this never happens again. So we never have uh, Americans having to distrust their own government because of the politicalization of the FBI, of our intelligence community. Uh, this is very wrong. This is very, very much a danger. And it doesn't matter which side of the, the aisle this is. Everyone should be outraged and everyone should want to get to the bottom of this. I've heard the GOP say they were going to investigate criminals and criminality from Democrats before. The only way it will stick is if there is a consequence, if people are put in shackles. Let us pray that Mike Turner is telling the truth and let us force the GOP into this resolve. Ladies and gentlemen, will to power is simple. Do you have the will to power? Do you have the will to force those in power to do what you want them to do? Will to power. We as a base must force our feeble GOP into action in this moment. We won't have a country unless we do. For his part, President Trump reacted very much as you would expect. President Trump was right. The clink in the jar that you hear is a nickel shiny nickel going into the Trump was right jar. Clink. You heard that this weekend resoundingly. Another nickel. The jar is full and exploding. Trump was right. Former President Trump reacted to the filing by by John Durham saying, this proves indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by Hillary Clinton in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. The scandal was greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate. And those who were involved in this knew the spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. Here's Trump's reaction. The former president responded to the surveillance with this, quote, The latest pleading from special counsel John Durham provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate. And those who were involved and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. Maria Bartiromo has a show on Fox News and is a must-watch. Sunday Morning Futures is what it's called. She had an incredible segment on this. She has been covering this from the start. One of the few honest people in our corporate press. And she says that Donald Trump should personally execute a lawsuit against the people who stole his presidency from him. Was Donald Trump the president? Yes. Was Donald Trump duly elected by us, the people? Yes. In spite of everything that they attempted to do in order to slander, hurt, malign, and destroy him. Did Donald Trump have a presidency is the question. And the answer is no. Donald Trump deserved the right to have his record stand 
for the American people to see what he was doing, to either say it was good or it was bad. Maybe Donald Trump would have lost in 2020. Maybe people would have said, I don't like your tweets, Mr. Man. Mr. Orange Man, your tweets are so bad. Bad tweets, mean tweets. Get out. Maybe. I don't think so. If Donald Trump had entered office without the criminal conspiracy hatched by agents inside of the government that he was elected head of, hatched by his predecessors, and by those who know the systems best, Hillary Clinton, those who are the most corrupt, if Donald Trump had not had his presidency undermined by a operational criminal enterprise existing in the bowels and belly of the federal beast upon which he attempted to ride, then what would his presidency have looked like? What would the presidency of Donald Trump look like without a Russiagate? Without Mueller? Without the hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars spent on years of tirelessly, doggedly stabbing into the back of his administration as deep as they can get them, the rumors and slanders and libels of this sick infestation, this lie that we now know leads up to the very top, that we now know was spying directly on Donald Trump in order to fabricate a lie. Ladies and gentlemen, the filing is really shocking. It says that Hillary Clinton's dirtbag lawyer went and colluded with Mike Elias in order, and sorry, Mark Elias, forgive me, after Trump was elected, they were still meeting with federal agents. They were still slandering Donald Trump. James Comey went to brief Donald Trump on this during the transition, Trump Tower transition. Ladies and gentlemen, the rat's nest goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Maria Bartiromo, who has been on this for a very long time, says that Donald Trump must sue the people who stole his presidency from him. Yes, Donald Trump was president. Yes, Donald Trump was duly elected president. Yes, Donald Trump was legally elected president. Yes, Donald Trump had a term as president. But was it so undermined and so corrupted by criminal conspirators that it even counts is a good question. Here's what Maria Bartiromo had to say, far better than I could say it. Go. That's what we need to understand. This tech executive, one, apparently had contracts, government contracts, that enabled him to get this information and get this access to these servers, so much so that it went right to the president of the United States. I'll tell you, I hope Donald Trump sues them all for everything because they damaged his reputation throughout his four years in office, so much so that he was constantly on defense, constantly explaining that there was no collusion, constantly explaining why uh, that he had to explain that he thought they were spying on him. All of this, again, every American should be outraged by this. 
you don't have America. You don't have a functional America. You, you don't have a functional political system if this is allowed to continue. In an era of open criminality and illegal activity that continues to this very day. My producers are reminding me that Jake Sullivan himself is still working as the national security advisor to Joe Biden. Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor to Hillary Clinton who has been implicated in John Durham's filings. Jake Sullivan has been implicated. And he is now advising Joe Biden to go to war with Russia. Again, as a distraction tactic, these people. They have no souls. They have no morals. They are villains in the story. And ladies and gentlemen, you don't have a country unless you can rip these villains from power, preferably put them behind bars where they belong, and restore back some semblance that this nation belongs to the people. Because right now, America is simply a criminal enterprise. What they were doing in Ukraine, using Ukraine simply as a fiat nation, For everyone's crackhead kid to go in and make millions, as the Bidens so happily put their hand right into that Ukrainian cookie jar. Let us not forget that the Ukrainians are the number one donors to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, yes. Let us not forget that the Ukrainians were the ones who attempted to help Hillary Clinton slander Donald Trump. So much of the disinformation the Clintons shopped about Donald Trump went through Ukraine. Let us not forget that Joe Biden withheld American dollars from Ukraine so that he could get prosecutors fired. So that his scumbag, cokehead kid could keep getting his bags of filthy Ukrainian oil money. Let us not forget that the criminal enterprises of the American permanent political class have ruled this nation lawlessly and have stolen from us. It is not just to enrich their kids. It is to steal from all of us. What they have stolen is the legitimacy in our country, the legitimacy in our electoral process, and the legitimacy of our vote. They continue and perpetually attempt to water down and eliminate the vote of the American people, which is the only recourse we have against them. The only peaceful recourse we have against our political and permanent institutions is the sovereignty of our vote. That is why they consistently attempt to water it down, eliminate all securities around it, and make it as worthless as the paper it's printed on. You just saw them try to break Senate rules in order to shove permanent election fraud upon this country forever. Thank God for Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. 
But here we are, ladies and gentlemen, in a time of lawlessness and in a time of criminal enterprise running America. America itself is a criminal enterprise. It is illegitimate and is broken. And if these people are allowed to continue, or if Joe Biden shuts down the Durham investigation, well then, perhaps America truly would be lost because you would be living under a hostile regime. A regime with no legitimacy and a regime that can steal from you, the American people, your sovereign right to rule and to have the consent of the governed. That is why we must, in the stark light of this information, demand investigations, trials, public, and prison time. We must make this Watergate 2.0, but for Democrats this time. It's just the reverse. Watergate was Richard Dixon spying on Democrats and their presidential campaign. This is Democrats spying on Republicans and their presidential campaign. Richard Nixon used the authority and the power of the federal government in order to spy on Democrats, in part, in small part. And Hillary Clinton did that times 10,000. So what will become of them? We will see. But now is our time to fight. The world spirals and spins out of control, it feels like. But the time has come. The reckoning has come. It is time for clear-eyed, sober decisions and for iron in our gut and for us to finally prosecute and bring this criminal enterprise down. Destroy it root and stem. It has caused enough damage. Let the entire diseased temple collapse. We will bring you, of course, as many updates as we can on this breaking story, the most important story in America. We seem to be some of the only people talking about it, and that shows you exactly how important it is. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we have no accountability left in this country. If you watched the Super Bowl last night, you will know this. Celebrities openly defied COVID restrictions at last night's Super Bowl as they wandered maskless. 70,000 people inside of the SoFi Center there in LA, brand new glistening, gleaming stadium. And you could watch during the cutaways on NBC, rich celebrities defy openly the mask mandates that were put in place at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, there was a vax mandate or COVID negative test mandate. There was a mask mandate. There still exists a mask mandate today in LA. But on your screen, you see Matt Damon, maskless. You see Magic Johnson. And you see LeBron James. You see leftists sitting without their masks, sneering at you, the little people, the compliant people, the poor people, who have to wear your obedience muzzles. You must wear them. Because they 
demand your obedience. You see, they are celebrities. Your children don't matter. Your children must mask. Their children go to private school or have tutors. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was an embarrassment to all of us to see. And indeed, Ellen DeGeneres herself wore no mask as she stands among an entire massive crowd. You can see here on screen, if you're listening, on screen is a photo of Ellen DeGeneres without a mask on, side by side, top to bottom, with a photo of Ellen DeGeneres' audience. You see, when Ellen DeGeneres is in the audience, she has no mask. She doesn't want to mask. When you are in Ellen's audience, you must mask. And indeed, here is a photo of Ellen's audience all masked to the hilt with her logo right behind them. That's right. Wear it. I want to see you wear it. It's disgusting. It's a sickening, sickening virtue signal. And virtue signal is simply people with no virtue signaling to you to be virtuous. They don't have a leg to stand on like Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron tweeted, Don't be an ass. Wear a mask. With a photo of her wearing a mask. And there she is at the Super Bowl. No mask. What do you know? Hmm. No mask. They don't want you to see these images. Collage of all the celebrities. Cardi B, Will Ferrell, Jay-Z. Ben Affleck, J-Lo, the mayor of L.A. Magic Johnson and his family hanging out, having a good old time. They don't want you to see those images. But they really don't want you to see what L.A. is actually like. You see, what L.A. really is, is a failed state. It's a third world state. It's the first time that a Third world failed state won the Super Bowl. Bravo, LA Rams. No, no, they showed you images like their pretty gleaming stadium, but they didn't show you images like this. I said to our producers of this show, we must gather images of what actually happened in LA. Here's looting in LA last night after the Rams won. They smashed up the stores and they grabbed whatever they could. A criminal enterprise runs Los Angeles and their corrupt district attorney, Gascon. A criminal enterprise runs our federal election system. They want to bring pain and suffering to you and they're upset when you notice. They want to steal your vote and they're upset when you notice. They want to rig elections in their favor and they're upset when you notice. They want to steal the presidencies of duly elected presidents, sabotage them, use the powers and weapons of the state to destroy them and to destroy you ultimately. And they're upset when you notice. Ladies and gentlemen, we must not just notice, we must punish these people. There is only one way to do it, and that is for us to demand accountability from those who we have to protect us and represent us. I don't care if your representative is blue or red, if they are purple or yellow, green or pink. 
I don't care what party they're part of. I don't care where you live. If you are not asking and demanding unequivocally that your elected representative must do the only thing they are supposed to do, which is defend you, keep your town from looking like Los Angeles. We showed you on screen there. Do not believe the glitz and the glam. Do not believe the lies. LA is built on lies. It's built on fabrication and fake. Do not believe what you saw on TV, the pretty pictures. LA is a failed state. And Democrats wish to make America a failed state and strip mine this place for all its worth, for all its value, rip any remaining element of good from this place, collapse it into a third world dictatorship that they control stem to stern. That is what they've done in San Francisco, LA, most major cities in this country. Their obsessive grip on power will be their undoing. They have gone too far. John Durham is going to be putting these people in prison. And we must be asking our elected representatives to help him put them in prison. The power that Congress has to subpoena, to fact-find, to indict, has been demonstrated in the abuses of the January 6th committee. We will not stop until there is a Hillary Gate committee looking into every conceivable element of the spying on President Trump in sending indictments to the Department of Justice and having those indictments answered. That is how we save this place and keep our focus, ladies and gentlemen. We are over the target. On the show, we support God, family, and country. We have loyalty to those three things. And with clear eyes, we will fight to save America as we demonstrate for you the criminality of those in charge in this country, the illegitimate ruling class, unelected ruling class. Ladies and gentlemen, help us destroy them. Please click like and subscribe. Please subscribe to this podcast. And if you are watching on social media, please share. Like our pages. Click see first. We always will speak the truth. We believe in will to power. And we believe in truth to power. That is what we do here. We endeavor every single day to bring you the information that you need in order to make wise decisions. And we thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Have a great Monday.